Hello, I'm violinist and composer Hannah Warmer, and welcome to my new podcast, where I'll be discussing everything violin, classical music and film music related, plus anything else that pops into my brain. So make sure you join me every Wednesday. Hello dear listeners, this is my second podcast and you may notice it's a little bit more noisy today because I am out in the garden, you may hear the birds, you definitely might hear some traffic going along but I'm recording outside because today I'm talking about self-sufficiency, my yoga swing and inner happiness and, and how I've really evolved to this over the covid 19 period so it's still with us um but when we all went into lockdown I, I don't know it all kind of came together this year i used to have a vegetable patch years ago when i first moved to the countryside i was like i <laughs> i bought a green gilet a gilet is like a vest in america you know like what what um farmers wear and um a flat cap and some wellies and i wanted to do the farming life because where i live it's close enough to London to for all the music and film stuff I need to, you know, meetings, I'm there. But it's kind of countryside, so there's cows and horses. And there's quite a bit of space, which is nice. Um, but I've been so busy, or busy is a relative term, isn't it? Because um, one person's busy is another person's calm. It's really a state of mind being busy. But I felt busy uh, for quite a couple of years now. That I felt I couldn't keep up on. The vegetable patch became a burden. Um, but really, for this year, I decided I wanted to grow my own vegetables again. So I bought one of those cheap, um, like a tent kind of greenhouse, um, and loads of seeds. And I was going to do it anyway. And I was going to start early because, oh my God, that's a motorbike. So <laughs> I. Um, yeah, I was going to start early because my problem is that I kind of hibernate. By, by January, I'm really ready for hibernation. And I thought if I start growing my own vegetables, it gets me outside. Um, but then I hadn't grown them by March. And um, then lockdown came. And it was just at that point, well, just as lockdown was approaching, I started planting my vegetables. And from there it progressed. I mean, I brought my yoga swing home from the gym. Um, I go to the gym quite a bit. David Lloyd's, it's a, um, it's a um, very popular, it's kind of a health and fitness club here in the UK. And so it's more than just a gym. It's got, you know, like meeting rooms. Um, it's very social. There's a little spa area. There's um, outdoor pool. So it's kind of, and they do a lot of social events, which is why I've never joined a gym in my life. But this one has discos every now and again, um, family nights where they have a magician. They have casino night for the adults. And in the summer, they have like um, a DJ, normally just like one of the guys who works at the gym. DJ by the pool and they actually do weighted service around the pool and it's very reasonable because you know this sounds really posh but it's very reasonable what I do I'm one of these people who does not like to I, I've said this before on my stage at concerts I think it's a British thing but we we don't like to be ripped off we like to get our money's worth so whenever I go to a food buffet I tend to um kind of wow up how much food I've had and was it worth it you know divide it well I do that with my David Lloyd's membership once a month I go on the app um, on the website from my laptop and I look at how many sessions I've done and I divide it by my membership fee 
and the best I ever got was 50p per glass and I was like oh I'm winning at this but if it's anything more than five pounds a class and I feel like I have not I need to really rethink my membership so um yeah when when the gym closed the yoga swing had to come home and i've been looking on youtube and a lot of people put the yoga swing in their gardens on the and i put it in my cherry tree and suddenly as the weather was picking up in the uk and we had the best three months of lockdown weather wise that we've ever had the best british weather in recorded history so um the plants are growing I was using joss sticks and doing um, like yoga swing in the tree and it just felt really at one with nature, I'd walk in the dog, farmers fields and I really started feeling actually a lot less um, busy. I don't use the word stressed as I don't think I am a stressed person but this idea I'm too busy to do this, I'm too busy to do that, I'm rush, 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 rush. Um, through the COVID-19 period, um, there was a real ease on that. Now, I'm self-employed, so I wasn't furloughed. I really had to continue working and I had to quickly decide what work's gonna continue through this period and what work's gonna stop. And I had to find a way to kind of get the work continuing. It's been a hectic kind of schedule, but throughout this, I have started to realize that a lot of stuff I do work-wise and a lot of, in quotations, busyness or me being busy it's actually a frame of mind and perhaps when I think I am too busy for things I should slow the pace down and I definitely think this there's something to this sort of self-sufficiency of life so I'm actually building on that this year it was just experiment getting back to be honest my actual vegetable patch my original one in my garden is full up with um um, a tree had to, a branch of a tree had to be taken down by a tree surgeon and that's all in the vegetable patch lined up to be used for firewood so I had to make my own veg patch yes I did guys I got a I'm not sure its name I believe a spade and a fork and a patch of my garden I dug it and I used some branches from um, big thick sort of trunk branches from the willow tree and made sort of um, an outline around it so that um, it's stops the rabbits getting in and then I remember in the past tomatoes can be very funny for me I know they're meant to be easy to grow but they haven't been I've put them in shady areas by mistake or they've been eaten by slugs or something so this year I got these like hangy pots they look like like little metal buckets so you can hang them they've just got little hooks over the top I've hung loads of those on my gate and then I can move the tomato plants if they're too sunny or not so it's done I'm not going to say that I've, I've like grown so much that I'll never have to buy from a shop again, but I, the tomato plants are going really well. The peppers are going well. My big plus is my courgettes. My yellow golden courgettes are going brilliantly. And something I'm always good at, potatoes. I've got a load of, I think it's the ground where I live. The potatoes just, you can throw a potato peeling on the ground and it will sprout. So they're doing really well. Um, aubergines, I've got some other stuff that I can't remember. But it was the experiment this year and it went really well. And now I'm thinking about what to do with all this stuff. So my plan is I don't want to waste anything. So I'm planning to sort of make my own ready meals, freeze and stuff like that. In addition, I've already got fruit trees in the garden. So I've been doing, giving myself, um, 
it, again, this too busy, too busy, too busy. It makes me sad each year. I've got um, cherries, plums and apples and peaches and pears. And they were here from when I moved in. But for the last couple of years, they've just fallen to the ground and rotted. And I've had to sweep them all up and put them in the bin. And that's made me feel really sad for being so wasteful. And this year, I've, I've actually timetabled into my life. Like today is harvest day. And it's spending the whole day actually enjoying so it's not about, oh, I have to get it done, I have to do this, I have to do that, and that's when we feel busy. But to actually take a pleasure in it and say today's harvest day, and perhaps, you know, get a few, you know, me, berry ciders in. Um, you can pick, you know, in the morning, treat it as exercise as well. I'm not at the gym, but I'm getting healthy and fit. Um, pick as much fruit as I can. Perhaps have a cider and, and uh, sort of grill for lunch, and then continue. And then it's what to do with it all, because this stuff goes off very quickly and there's a load of fruit flies this year so I am making another thing I've always went to my own alcohol I'm making loads and loads and loads of cider but my cider making equipment hasn't come yet so I've looked into I can freeze it all I'm freezing all the fruit I'm making them into juices first of all but the good thing self-sufficiency in this day and age it's so weird that we don't do it more because in the olden days days of yonder years time gone by it, this was how people had to feed themselves they had no electronics it was really you know hard work whereas in this day and age i picked all the fruit but i just don't have the time to like do the next stages so it's literally all gone in the freezer and been frozen then at a time convenient to myself i will defrost it and juice it or do whatever and move on to the next stage but it's so easy for us there it's not when I, um, I mean, this sounds so weird. I mean, you've all seen me in my evening dresses and I like my makeup and some of my more glamorous stuff. So it's weird for me to sound like a, a hippie and um, like this self-sufficient lifestyle. But I think the thing is it fits in, it can fit in nicely into our modern day life. Just here and there. Even I expect I will definitely this year I have to go and buy fruit and veg at the supermarket but I, I think uh, gradually I'd like to get myself into a routine that's manageable it's not my whole life I'm still going to a gym still going to a cinema still going to restaurants but this is a part of my life just like washing my clothes or cleaning my teeve where um, and it, there is a, something really calming about it but back to the yoga swing as well the yoga swing is I would say one of the most relaxing things I've ever done. I don't know if you have not seen my Instagrams, then you should definitely go and look and see what this does. So basically, it's yoga, which is already very spiritual. It's very um trains your muscles as well. But this is hanging up to six foot from a tree with a piece of ribbon. So yeah, very relaxing. But I I generally enjoy it, and so I I feel like um, COVID definitely has given me more of a chance to get back with nature, and I don't want to lose that. And I think have any of you guys started to discover something or make changes to your lives that because of this pandemic and our what the restraints put on our life or constraints put on our life, have you noticed a difference? And are there things that you'd like to keep? Make sure you um, you can tweet it to me or you can put it in an email assistant at hannahwarmer.online. But I would definitely like to take my self-sufficiency further. So next year, I love the idea of the pots. And so next year I want to get um, strawberries, oranges, lemons. I, want it, I really want to push this further. And also, 
I've always found I'm not great at watering flowers. I'm not good at looking after plants or flowers. But when it goes in my mouth and I'm going to eat it, then it, it's a game changer for me. I've never once forgotten to water these. I, I'm also looking into um, taking it further and further. I think I'm becoming a hippie. So, <laughs> um, teas. Uh, various forms of teas and anything that's edible that I can grow. So edible flowers. Um, I picked some chamomile from my local um, park and I'm going to experiment with making my own chamomile tea. And from there I've seen you, know, you can add like white sage and all that sort of stuff. So next year I think a lot of my herbs and flowers, I'm going to choose stuff that can be used for tea or um, eating in some way poppies poppies i think poppy seeds can go on bread my plan is that everything in my garden can be put into my mouth in some way if that makes sense i don't know how that's going to come across on spotify <laughs> but yeah this idea of inner peace or inner happiness it's really weird because i'm starting to change my perception of that i think it's definitely around goals and being really driven and having an active life but maybe since lockdown the idea of bring it back to the center again coming back to just just being okay with nothing actually and by nothing I mean to be able to just sit to be calm and I think lockdown did take a lot of pressure off of people to that perhaps social media puts pressure on um, to constantly be not achieving sort of financially but socially achieving whereas in lockdown, we really had to put up, didn't we? We really had to just make the best of situations. And I think, actually, that was really good for me. I really enjoyed it. And I would like to, though I want to have, take elements of our old life back again, I um, would perhaps want to keep these elements. Um, I'm not, however, a vegan, so obviously meat I'll still be getting from the supermarket. But I have kind of a a funny relationship with meat because I do I've got quite a lot of animals. Um, my relationship with meat is that I um I don't have a problem with death, <laughs> and I don't have a problem with life cycles. So I do understand the science behind it. So um, when we die, nitrogen is released from our body into the soil. Then that again is broken down and worms and then and worms <laughs> skipped for a bit of science there um it goes back into feeding the plants and and so i mean there's an a finite amount of nutrients and energy on our planet and it is all recycled even there's a finite amount of uh, water that is recycled through rain and things so there's a recycling system on our planet and so i really don't have a problem in itself with death or the consumption of another life form to sustain a different life form. I think my main problem with me is the conditions in which the animal lives whilst being alive. Um, yeah, battery farming. But away from battery farming, I'm also not totally comfortable with abattoirs. I think something could be worked on that a little bit. Um, there's debates on how intelligent animals are and things like that, but I don't think that abattoir is a very natural... I mean, I've had pets die and I've had pets mourn them and then they move on just like human beings. But 
I think you know most deaths are very natural, very peaceful, very something you can accept. But the abattoir situation, it reminds it's I I wouldn't it's wrong to sort of compare to concentration camps, but it is kind of like an animal version of that, where your ships there. Um, I know they stun them apparently before. I've never seen. I've never been inside one, but I have seen documentaries. They stun them before you know the the slaughter. But I, they are witnessing this happen along the queue beforehand, and you can't tell me that doesn't put fear into animals. If you see like your basically your neighbours and families going before you, whatever intelligence you believe an animal's got, they've got enough to understand death, danger. So I'm not totally comfortable with abattoirs, but I'm also not comfortable with veganism either but i won't i won't enter into that on this podcast i see some holes in that as well believe me though everyone if you are a vegan or if you're a meat eater um i don't have strong views i'm just very good at picking apart holes (laughs) picking at the loose thread in a jumper so um i i can i can argue from most sides on everything um my friend i'm a libra and my friend says it's because i'm a libra um always weighing things up always looking for balance and I do weigh things up a lot I don't have strong opinions on one side I can see benefits and flaws from both sides but I do have some holes with veganism I'll probably do a whole podcast about that but I may get criticism but um yeah the meat eating aspect I think I think there is nothing wrong with the eating of meat and it tastes delicious and it's uh, lots of health benefits from meat well, there's lots of health benefits for eating everything in moderation. Um, you know, fats are very good for you in moderation. Lettuce is good for you in moderation. Water is good for you in moderation. Anything not in moderation is actually quite poisonous. I'd like to, if it, yeah, please email me, assistant at hannahwarmer.online if uh, you can think of something that is fine, not in moderation. Um, but yeah, I have some issues with the whole... Um, potential issues with farming and and slaughter in particular Um, but I have had uh, rescue ducks myself always always (laughs) going slightly over the top I went to get two rescue ducks they were going to all be put down it's one of those things where a company went bust and or a farm went bust and you had to quickly rescue all these ducks and a rescue an animal rescue place was doing it for like donations I ended up getting seven and these ducks were laying ducks they were Aylesbury laying ducks and they were because I spoke to my vegan friend about this actually because I said would you eat eggs they said no can't eat eggs I was like what about if they're your pet ducks and they're like no because you're exploiting the animals like what about if they're rescue pet ducks that is a chapter by the way this is me living in the countryside I won't do all my podcasts outside I just thought it's very real to do outside today considering I'm talking about self-sufficiency um, I said, what about if it's your pet rescue ducks? You've got seven of them. They are laying ducks and they are doing up to three eggs per duck in your garden a day. So that is effectively 21 eggs around the garden. Like it's a massive Easter egg hunt. And if you don't eat them, you're just going to be throwing them in the bin. It's, it's surely more wasteful to throw them in the bin. And then they said, that's not a realistic situation. I was like, actually, I have been there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, 
so I think I think yeah I'm sorry I'm going on to a, sort of my holes of veganism again but I think I think um, that kind of situation getting the eggs there I couldn't see any harm in that and again I, I have a milkman for you guys in the States um, isn't it weird how I'm becoming such a hippie each year I grow a year older and I become a little bit more of a hippie um, wasn't like this as a child for you guys in the States I believe you had milkmen back in the day but you don't have them anymore well they've made a return in the UK oh, but they've made a return with a difference now they're all my one's called EcoFresh the company shout out to EcoFresh and um, so it's all sustainable everything is returnable the bottle that's kind of like before but electric um, it's all electrical vehicles bring them around and then they actually go for um, the only milk they don't do sort of generic supermarket milk it's all very sort of <laughs> I've got I get the same raw milk as the Queen yes and it's from a Jersey dairy I think it's Jersey or it could be in Dorset and um, the cows on the bottle it tells you which cow produced that milk so it's like oh Sharon the cow gave you this milk today um yeah and you can actually go on their website and see these cows and everything um and in addition they do all stuff like bread but everything's very like no plastic and everything so that's returned in the uk so definitely definitely i'm into this self-sustaining lifestyle but let me know i mean i'm not I'm not perfect. I'm not one of those people that is like hypocrite. Well, I am hypocritical. Who can, if you say you're not a hypocrite, you definitely are. Um, I'm not one of those people who preaches. I've just been doing it for 21 minutes, or um, <laughs> tries to think or thinks they're better than everyone else. I'm pretty sure that looking at my clothes, there is so much pain and suffering that's gone into just clothing me today. I'm pretty sure that looking around at the pots that my plants are sitting in how do I know where they're made or what, what's the self-sustaining you know I'm not and I'm also not going to beat myself up about everything in my life um but I am starting to move to I don't do things just because it's trendy but I'm starting to see certain aspects that are beneficial and I'm starting to see stuff that I didn't see before that I just is probably a bit too I don't want to get involved in that you know the wariness of you know where your clothing and stuff is made like many people are but at the same time I do believe it's not just about pay for more because there's a lot of designer brands that do use Chinese sweatshops so so I think you know it we if you believe that you're completely um living a life that does not harm anyone I think it's impossible but I think there's a lot of benefits to keeping things a little bit simple. And the more simple you keep things, I'm guessing the less of a chain there is to everything you purchase. So if you're growing more veg, if you're, you know, you get the benefit of like seeing it grow, you get the lifestyle, but then also there's less of a chain, there's less air miles, there's all that sort of stuff. But God, don't I sound like a hippie. So yeah make sure you email me make sure you get in touch and i'm sorry if this podcast number two is very loud but there's a lot of tractors at the moment as someone i know says tractor so this they're harvesting some of the fields right now but that's life in the country so make sure you're tuning every wednesday and i'll see you next week i 
I'm Hannah Warmer and you've been listening to The Rosin Diaries.